This is Kai Guy coming in not live from New Hampshire. And today, well, today I wanted to tell you guys about something really interesting that I've learned a little bit about over these past couple of days and initially heard about from Governor Doug Burgum, but I'll get into that in a second. I'm here right now to just share a little quick something with you guys because I thought it was extremely interesting. Okay, so getting into it, first of all, I remember telling you guys in one of those two episodes over the summer that I had become extremely interested in politics. And so following along with that theme, I was at one of Governor Doug Burgum, who's somebody who's running for president right now. I was at one of his political events. And during it, he spoke about something which was very interesting to me. It's called carbon capture. And it was a way that he had brought up that that could benefit the US and tons of other countries in the future. So carbon capture essentially would entail us capturing the carbon and then storing it in a way that would end up helping the environment with global warming uh, slightly. But what it would also do is it would allow us to save carbon for once we're able to use it more widespread in a more widespread way. Because right now, carbon fiber is starting to be used in aircraft and spaceships, and that's made from carbon, which right now we release into the atmosphere, and it's a greenhouse gas. It uh, warms up the planet. So get as, we're seeing benefits from that. So it would have large economic benefits because it would allow us to, as, the, as a country, to still use whatever sources of energy we want without having to worry about how it would affect the climate. And then by helping the climate, we're also helping ourselves in the long run by saving this carbon to be used. So I just thought that was extremely interesting and I wanna tell you guys a little bit about the process because I started to look into that myself as soon as I heard about it. So this is a really interesting process and it took me a while to figure out what was doing it, because it all uses really sciencey language, but I'll try and simplify it for you guys. Essentially, what happens when we're looking at this carbon capture, there's three main types that are used when you're trying to capture carbon. And the one that's in this big project, post-combustion capture. So I know those words are probably a little more understandable than some of the ones that we'll get to. Uh, it's once you've already used your normal fuel, then you run what's called flue gas, which is the gas that's usually released through the chimneys, through a couple of sets of pipes to cool them off. And then this is the really interesting part. Once you've burned your fuel, you've gotten the power out of it, it's spun the turbines, and it's going to be released out through the chimney. Instead of releasing it directly into the chimney, you cool it off a bit by running it around through some pipes, and then the next part, which is how they remove the carbon from it, is they end up running this gas through what's called a scrubber, which is filled with these little chemicals called amines, which will attach onto the carbon molecules and atoms, and it'll make it so that the rest of the gas goes out just like normal, just without the carbon. Then the carbon gets heated up again, releases the amines, and we can compress it into a liquid that can be pumped underground. So what's really cool about this is that you can bring any sorts of gases through the amines and it'll take out all the carbon. 
And so it can just be attached onto anything. They don't have to change the kinds of power plants they're using, whereas using the other two main types, which are called oxyfuel and pre-combustion. See, when you use these types of carbon capture, they still work, except they're more expensive because you have to completely remodify the factories and the way that you're burning this, these fuels. With oxyfuel, what happens is they take everything out of the air except for the oxygen, and that's the environment that coals and stuff are burned in. So what ends up happening is it's just the oxygen with it. The oxygen ends up getting burned up, and that leaves just the carbon and the greenhouse gases, along with some evaporated water, which is how the steam forms that carries it up through the turbines that makes them spin. But then, once the water that was steam goes away and becomes normal water again, it's left with just carbon and greenhouse gases that can be captured, compressed, and as I said, pumped underground. The final type of carbon capture is called pre-combustion. And in pre-combustion carbon capture, they essentially, this one sounds the simplest, they essentially take the carbon out of the fuel before they use the fuel to create power. The way that this works is that they essentially start by just separating the fuel into carbon monoxide and usually hydrogen is the other part of it. And by doing that, they then, they're able to add water and then essentially just take out all of that carbon and burn the hydrogen in a way that's completely clean and just better for the environment, still allows us to have the carbon and use it in the future. Now, the differences between all of these are how well they work, how expensive they are, and a bunch of other things. But now I'll take you through the, the pros and cons of these systems. So, as I'd mentioned before, post-combustion is able to be added on to all factories or all power plants that are existing right now. So that ends up being the cheapest. It's also been around for the longest amount of time, so that helps it out because it's had a lot of time to develop and become cheaper. It's less efficient than something like the oxyfuel, which has almost 100% of the carbon captured. These ones are marginally lower, but it makes a difference in the long run. Um, so that's the efficiency that I was talking about just a second ago. But it's also much more expensive to do the oxyfuel and have to create all this new stuff in your factories and burn it in a completely different way, or even the pre-combustion, where they have to separate the parts of the fuel to do it. So post-combustion right now is looking like it's going to be the most widely used, and that's the one that the big project in Montana is using right now, because it's been around for the longest, so they know how to do it best, and they know how to do it in the cheapest way. Next, I'm going to talk quickly about how they create that carbon fiber out of carbon because you guys have just heard about the three types of carbon capture and how it can help us and you've heard me mention that we store the carbon after that and the carbon can be turned into carbon fiber which is becoming super important especially to militaries with planes specifically but it's also just a material that tons of people have started using like in bikes because it's two times as stiff as steel 
and five times stronger while it's so much lighter. So it's the nicest bikes are made out of that. The nicest planes are starting to be made out of that among other technologies I'm sure we'll see in the future. So essentially the way that they can turn the carbon into carbon fiber, it's a really cool process. And this one makes a little more sense to me than some of the carbon capture stuff, but I'm not a scientist. Maybe yet, I'll leave it with a yet. And so this is a little bit easier to understand. So I'll explain this to you really quickly before I go. So essentially the way that they turn carbon into carbon fiber is by heating up these carbon molecules super, super hot without exposing them to any oxygen. Because if there's oxygen, they'll catch on fire. But when you do just the carbon, they can be heated up super hot into these tiny strands that fuse together and each strand is just about as thick as a spider web's single strand. So they're tiny, tiny strands and they fuse together. And once you have a sheet of them, they become super strong, as I just mentioned. So that's why planes have decided to start using them, specifically stealth planes recently. And as I just mentioned, bikes. It's a really cool technology that can be used and it's a really cool way of making it. And it also is ending up helping our environment the way that we capture it and store it and then use it for other purposes rather than just releasing it to be a greenhouse gas. So, you know, I heard about that just a little bit ago and I thought it was really cool, so I wanted to share it with you guys, but I don't have much else to say today, so I'll see you guys next time on The Kai Guy Show.